Today's episode of the Landing Space Podcast revolves around audience and your ability to grow your audience and your attention to your business. Welcome to the Landing Space Podcast, talking all things entrepreneurship and strategies for building businesses. Here are your hosts, Mark and Justin. So Justin, how do you build your audience for your company, whether social media, um, or what other platforms do you use to, to get your name out there? One of the things that we like doing at 19 East Realty is using YouTube as a way to build our audience. The reason why I love YouTube as an audience builder is because you can share that pretty much across the board. So let's say that one of my agents has a new listing. We actually have a new listing for one of my agents coming live in Lillington, which is a small community outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, Keith Hills is a golf community there and we have a listing that's coming live on Friday. What we can do is we can shoot a video of the agent talking in front of her listing about the property. Then we get the, um, photographer or videographer to go through and shoot a walkthrough video and share some of that information. We drop that on YouTube under 19 East Realty. She shares that and then we promote that through advertising, but both on Facebook and YouTube to yeah. get that, to get that out there. We will also take that video and drop it into the local Facebook pages. The key to sharing your information on local Facebook pages is that they have a big audience. A lot of people pay attention. They'll get notifications yeah. within Facebook for that. And so you'll get that listing to go out. I love Facebook using Facebook marketplace or Facebook communities yeah. as a way to share your business. So, and honestly, do not do it all the time. So don't oversaturate that business because you'll get blocked. People turn it off. It they won't spam. pay. Yeah, they won't pay attention to it. But doing it occasionally, like saying, "Hey, on Friday, I'm going to post in this site with this information. Hey, we've got a special going on. We're selling this. We're selling that. Whatever you want to do, but doing it once a week, maybe twice a week, not twice a week, maybe every two weeks for it, yeah. is a good way to get your information out there and share that with people." And you'll get people, they'll, they'll pay attention and see that and do that. But I like doing that whenever we have a new listing coming on. They drop it all out there. It's a quick push. You'll get people to comment on it. People will say, hey, we want to see it. And that's an easy way for us to build that audience specifically for that product that we have right. in order to get some stuff. What, what's an idea that you like going on? Well, we kind of use YouTube as well. Since being in healthcare, we use the platform, all the social media platforms. But the way we use it is we use videos that – because videos are great. Like we use Powtoons, right? Powtoons basically create an animated video. Okay. It's super simple to um to use. Just an awareness of whether it would be sleep apnea. We choose a topic once a month or something. And we like sleep apnea one month or heart disease one month. And we create a video. We have a guy that will create a video that it's just like, like 30 seconds to 45 seconds. Uh, a minute at the most. Yeah. But the great thing about that is you can take that video and post it in what you said. Put it up on a you know, Google ad or YouTube ad. Put it up on a Facebook ad. It just build awareness. And then you can share your link to to different um, uh, plat uh, not platform groups and Facebook, right? So Facebook, you have a lot of – and it's Facebook's great because especially Facebook ads, you can target your audience. Right. You can target your audience like in – it, for me, like, for example, sleep apnea and heart disease, who are the ones that really need to look at this video? Well, truck drivers, 
they have to have a sleep study in order federal law you have to have a sleep study in order yeah. to be driving a road to make sure you don't have sleep apnea. So you can target you can you can select your target as far as who really needs these these types of um, of services. So and it's just an information platform. It's not really telling them about the service, it's just awareness, hey you can use you can look at our website. So we link our website to it to get more information about what services we offer if they're if they're close to that area. But basically just putting awareness out there, not of basically for our company, but of the 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 ailment or, you know, whatever um disease that may be, you know, basically the biggest thing in America right now is heart disease. Right. So sleep apnea has a lot of influence for heart disease. So just bringing awareness to it, but use, utilizing all the platforms. Nowadays, that is the biggest thing that will more more beneficial than anything now. Yeah. The awareness thing I think is key because I think that when you're doing a, let's say that we're marketing for clients. Right. And one of the things you can do is you can say specifically the search name. So when you're searching for something, you're typing in what you're looking for, right? So let's say that I'm searching for homes in Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. And so I'm going to type in homes in Raleigh, North Carolina. Well, because I know that that's probably how you're going to search, if I drop the video that says the three things you need to know when buying a home in Raleigh, North Carolina, then I can do a video based off those three things you need to know, and that'll pop up in that search, and it's free because you'll see that, you'll click on it, and then if I link that back over to our website where you're seeing the agents and you're able to search for homes around Raleigh, North Carolina, that's an easy way for me to grow that audience and to get that business because I can say the three things you need to know when buying a home in Raleigh, North Carolina. I can say, one, you need to know the area you're looking for. Two, you need to know, you know your drive time to work because – you know, oh, the house is only two minutes, two miles away from where I need to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's two miles away and you're in downtown, big difference in the top amount of time it's going to take there if you have to drive, jump on a freeway or a toll road or something like that to get there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can do with that in order to give people information. And you can change that video up too, but it's constantly searchable on YouTube for that sort of stuff. And I love using something like that to help build your audience. Yeah, and nowadays, visual, visual um, tools are what's going to catch the your your audience right? right so that's the hardest part that's the first thing you got to try to think about when you're trying to expand your audience you got to first try to get them interested right and you the got, keyword the yeah. keyword searches are key for that yeah exactly right? they're yeah. they're they're perfect for that they they narrow it down but also you got to think about your ad what if you're making a video or just just not even if you want just to do like you know like TikTok and you got YouTube shorts now a 10 second video which it could just be a random background but words go in there words are catching too you got to select your words you don't necessarily have to put all this effort into getting like an advertisement type of thing just using words it's amazing what you know powerpoint now or or just some of these um simple simple platforms that are free that you get on youtube that you can put post on youtube to create youtube shorts or or reels for facebook a lot of those things get like millions of views. Yeah. And that's how you want to get them. A lot of, I've seen a lot of them that just they talk about three different key things like you said, but on the bottom of it it tells you where to where to find out for more. I think the key thing is the first thing to build your audience, you got to first try to capture their attention. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think the next thing is being consistent with what you're doing, right? So capture your audience and then be consistent in what you're doing. So you you say, "Hey, this is what I want to do. I want to capture my audience, but I'm going to do YouTube videos. Well, if you do one YouTube video and drop it onto your single site and that's all you've got, you aren't being consistent with that. Yeah. So you need to lay out your plan 
in order to capture that audience and be consistent with whatever you want to do. So if you decide that, hey, I'm going to grow my audience and I'm going to do this by doing YouTube videos, then you need to have 50 or 60 YouTube videos and you need to do that consistently over time. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to get with it and the better it's going to be. Yeah, and if if you're going to push your videos to different groups or to, to capture more audience, don't do it like Justin said earlier. Don't spam it. Right. Don't spam it. If the the way to do it is to organize it. You can set up a time one day during the week at a specific time and just let your audience know we have new videos dropping this this month. If if, if that's the type of industry that that you like, for example, if you want to be a YouTuber, a lot of YouTubers they they tell you, hey, this because that's a lot a lot of YouTubers. That's basically their business. It's how right. they, they they earn an income. But for somebody that has physical businesses like us, we use try to grow our audience. But at the same time, you don't want to spam them. So. Being consistent and being organized with it without being spammy with it, you know? You can't, I don't even know if that's a word, but just a lot of people will see too much of your ads and they get tired of it. Just like little kids. Little kids, they see the same toys over and over again. Sometimes they, they sit they don't want to play with it anymore, right? Yeah. So my wife, she she rotates the toys. She put, she'll put some out for a month and then take those and swap it out yeah. with ones that my kids hasn't seen before. And that's the same thing with, with, with people. When you get too repetitive, you lose interest in it. So being consistent, but at the same time, don't spam your audience. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think I think some people are uncomfortable with video. I know that I have an agent that can hate the way that they look on camera. And so my suggestion on that is to blog. Do a blog post about it too because right. those are so, so searchable also. And you can do that easily. Write your blog post. But the key here is just to do it. So to do something and stay consistent with it as long as you're doing it, write your blog post and then get people to share that for you, right? All of us have friends. All of us know somebody that would be willing to, as soon as you post that or as soon as you upload that, whatever you do with it, find somebody that will share it also. That'll You do the Facebook post with it or the Instagram post or the TikTok post with it. I know you hate TikTok, but the TikTok post with it, whatever you wherever you put that out there, have people that will automatically share that also on all their social media sites too. And that's an easy way to get other eyes on your material. Like for us specifically, if one of our agents posts something on Facebook, we ask the other agents in the firm to share that also. So then we've got multiple people that are sharing that information, especially when we're talking about a new listing or if an agent's looking for a specific area for a house and can't find it. The more eyes that get on that and the more people that share that, the more possibility that we will get that sold for the firm, which is good for everybody involved. Yeah, and you, you want to look at who you want, who are targeting, like your target audience, what age difference you have. Like you have some old – like for me, for my business, uh, we have some older people. They don't like social media. Right, right. Yeah, they hate social media. But there is such thing as newspapers and magazines still. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which is we know a certain person that have reeled me in to try to do an advertisement for their um, – for their uh, magazine, so and a lot of a lot of the older people, old school people, they don't like social media. They don't really want to have to deal with it because it constantly changes. They don't want to deal with the change. They're kind of set in their ways, which is nothing nothing wrong with that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So you want to you want to target them as well if they benefit your company. So for me, I put ads out there for for newspapers still. And yeah. Then, and and a lot of it you can you can find packages for different marketing companies but you know what it's easy it's really not that hard i mean you go like i learned how to do all that stuff how to um negotiate with a company to put an ad out there yourself without having through going through a marketing company 
And you know where I learned all this stuff was just building your audience and go to Skillshare. Skillshare actually has a lot of information how to build your audience, and it's and it's it, you know whether it be social media or just tactics. I mean, there's so many different platforms, but for us, this is what we what works for us, right? Yeah, so. understanding your audience and who you're going after is key to being able to build that, right? So you need your ideal client. You look at you look at your past business or the businesses you're trying to grow, and you say, man, if I could have this person walk through the door, this person buy my product, that would be key to the growth of my business. So you always need to have the idea of who your ideal client is. And then once you have that idea of your ideal client, you can figure out where they're at. Right. And once you figure out where they're at, then you need to be in that place. So if your ideal client is a 27-year-old um, hairstylist, then you obviously need to be spending time at hair studios and hair places in order to try to get that client. And you need to be putting out information that will attract them to your business. If you're selling a hair product, then obviously that's where you need to be. But the key is understanding your product, understanding your audience, and figuring out where they're at. And right. as long as you can do those two, three things, I believe you can grow any business that you're trying to do with that ability. And then getting out there. And I think the face-to-face -face contact is something that we lack today more than ever did before 2020. That we aren't getting that face-to-face -face interaction, and that's something that we need to get back into. Yeah. And that you need to be spending time with people because people are, will help promote your business without even knowing that. If they like you, they will promote your business without you even doing it. You say, hey, this is what I do. They like you. They'll tell somebody. And, yeah. and that'll be out there. With our side hustle business, which is Bouncing Land, good customer service has got us more referrals than we can possibly imagine. Yeah. And being honest and open and sharing stuff and just being kind will get us more business and we don't have to market for it because we have constant referrals from the parties we drop stuff off for and we make business through that. Yeah, I've, I've, I actually gained more clients that way as well, just word of mouth, knowing the, 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 you know, spreading the word from your services that you've worked with with a client, that client tells somebody else. I have that consulting um, firm that I started and I didn't think it was going to blow up, but word of mouth got it to where it is now. Right, right. And it's actually, that's the biggest thing. That's, that's, that's the original way people advertise. Yeah. You know, when you talk about growing your audience, it's really just another form of marketing. You want to market. It's the same thing. Marketing is bringing um, people to your, bringing awareness to what services you offer, right? Yeah. So, and some things, if you want to do low-cost marketing, low-cost, I know if for start starting companies, you know, go and visit print. Print out a little decal. Put it in your car. You know, just driving around, just that could that could bring awareness. That's that's the purpose of having all these wrapped, you know, um, bands with company logos on it. Yeah. But if you don't have that kind of money, you still want to build your audience and build bring clients yourself. Everybody, if you have a car, you know, spend like fifteen bucks to fifty bucks or something. Put some decals in your car, magnetic or whatever it be, of your company of your of your service. You have a lot of cleaning people out there putting like decals in their back, um, back of their um, windows, right under under car, the, the rear window. Yeah, they'll drop business cards off on our mailboxes, yeah, so they'll exactly. walk through the neighborhood and put business cards. And I took it, looked at it, threw it away because we already have a cleaning lady. But I guarantee they probably got five or six houses by just dropping those off. Somebody yeah. called them. Somebody was like, "Hey, my house does need to be cleaned." They have an introduction and. With the business card, I think the key thing is to do something that catches the person's attention because your name and phone number are on your business card and it's not one of those things that's going to drag anybody to you, right? They've got it. They've got to keep it. But putting something on the business card that says, hey, 
we do a free home warranty with anybody that uses us to purchase. That's an enticing offer yeah. that's on the back of that business card. And that'll get somebody to call you with the cleaning service. We do 10% off for the first clean. Well, now I've got an enticing offer and a reason for me to hang on to that business card. Hey, we do 10% off for the first clean with the with proof of that you received this business card. Well, now I'm hanging on to that business card because they're going to give me 10% off, put it in the drawer instead of throwing it away because I'll pull that up and use it later and I'm going to have to show them that card. But that keeps that card that might go in that trash as soon as you get it with somebody that puts it in there and then, you know, they're cleaning out the drawer and they're like, man, I don't really want to clean my house. And there it is. And so then they might make that phone call instead of tossing. But I think having something that'll catch your eye and will give you something will cause your business card to have a longer life cycle than what it would normally oh, yeah. have. Yeah, exactly. And my my business card actually, I ask them, and it's kind. Of, I have two different types of business cards. I have general business cards just with my with my information on it, and I have another business card that tells my business information. And my one that business card starts off with a question: Are you constantly tired during the day? Yeah. Ask a question that catches, that makes people think. Right. Like, yeah. You could, not a lot of people, and I mean, some people aren't like, no, I'm not tired. But those are people, they don't probably need your service. Yeah. But somebody that's constantly tired during the day, you're not getting sleep at night. Or you can say, do you constantly get headaches, migraines? Or they might have some heart issues. Or right. Might, you know, there's other ailments. Ask a question that'll, that'll capture them. This one way that I do it. There's different ways to do it. This is what, what, what works for me. Asking one question putting it on a card and kind of alternate it. And you've got different cards, but it'll catch. It'll make people think it's like, Hey, yeah, I, I, I do have that problem. And they'll, they'll go to your website and explore why possibly you have that problem and what you could do with it. Be more informa- informative on your websites. That way, if you do stuff, stuff like that, let them be able to go to a landing page that has information for whatever that question you put in your card is, Yeah, you know? So, but I, there's so many different options out there. Um, the key thing is, it's just, I think really what ultimately this boils down to bringing audience. We, when you decide what platform you're going to use, how you're going to get your audience, what you said earlier, consistency is, I think the biggest key in this whole conversation, right? You know, being consistent with it, but same time, don't spam everybody, but being consistent as far as advertising, bringing people, um, to your company. And being more informative, don't just try to sell yourself, get information, give information to your clients, give information to the audience that they could use, even if you, they don't, even if they don't um, come to you for a service or for, as a client, get, get them something to think about. Like for you, for your, for your um, business, you're in real estate. It's like, have you ever thought of selling your house? Do you know what your house is worth? Right. You know, make them think like, yeah. Because people nowadays, they didn't really, they don't keep, say for somebody that's like in their 50s and they don't have any more children, they might want to downsize, they have a huge house, but they don't know what the market is right now. And you send them a card or a mailer or something and say... Do you have you ever thought of selling your house? Do you know what your house is worth? Right, and I we see have a, a lot of those. Yeah, we have a website that's specifically dedicated at nine one nine homevalue dot com, and you can jump on there and search, and they'll pull up a thing that'll give you a automated, basically just a snapshot of what we think your house would sell for if it sold today. Yeah, and it's one of those easy things to do with the mailer or put it on a business card and just pass it out there. Yeah. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Landing Space Podcast. You can find us on YouTube or any of the streaming podcast services that you're listening to. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Landing Space Podcast. 
Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching Landing Space Podcast. Until next time.